Hey again, everyone. Welcome back to Pat the Stats. I'm your host, James Swanson. Last week, we reviewed our Dynasty draft around rounds one through four. It's our Dynasty Startup League. Uh, today, we're going to go through rounds five through eight, hopefully do a little bit of the same, give you some analysis on all of our owners' picks. It's a 10-man PPR league. And then I'll give all of our guys some draft grades, much like I did last time. Hopefully, give you all some good strategy, good insight on uh, on either your your dynasty startup league, or if it's a rookie draft as well, uh, hopefully give you ins- some some better insight, some hopefully helpful information on all the rookies out there this year. Um, so let's get into this. Uh, I really actually wanted to start off a little bit different on the show today. Um, I, I, I came across a couple interesting stats, trivia question for today. We're going to maybe do this from time to time and just throw out a little trivia question at the beginning and a stat of the day. And uh, I'll answer the trivia question at the end of the show. So the trivia question for today, which team had the fewest red zone opportunities in 2017? That's which offense had the fewest red zone opportunities in 2017. And then the stat of the day, this amazed me. Okay. Mark Ingram, who I always thought has been you know, a dual threat running back, a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield really well, but also gives you a lot of, uh, you know, value in between the tackles as well. Mark Ingram has had just one season in which he's recorded a receiving touchdown. That's 2016. In 2016, he had four receiving touchdowns. In his other six seasons, he hasn't had a receiving touchdown. I I just thought that was crazy. I, I, I stumbled upon that stat and I figured I would share it with everybody because it really just amazes me, honestly. All right, let's jump into this. So, like I said, last week we reviewed rounds one through four. Today we're going to start with round five. And we're back at the top of our draft order with Pat having the first pick of round at the top of round five. And uh, Pat won the Jay Ajayi. I had said, you know, I have been, I have not been high on. Right now he's the running back 22. But last year he only averaged 10 carries per game in, in seven contests, which... I know he was new to the team and he came over in a trade from Miami uh, midway through the season, but there's something about Ajayi that I I just can't get excited about. And I I think that they like Corey Clement a lot. I think that they like a couple of their other running backs and mixing them in. He's not somebody that's going to give you any value on third down, but I also don't know if this is a team that's going to run the ball with a ton of success on first and second down between the tackles. Not that they, I shouldn't say that they, won't do it with success. I don't know how often or how how much they'll be committed to that. Um, I think that Carson Wentz, we've seen that they want to give the keys to the offense to him. And as long as he can kind of rein it in and not play with as reckless of a style and put his body out there in, in harm's way, I think that they'll continue to do that. Um, now, no Laguerre Blunt should help. So Look, I don't think this is a terrible pick by any means, and he's going to be a very solid. I, I think he's still going to be a solid RB two at the end of the day. Um, but I would rather have Mark Mark Ingram or Rashad Penny in this spot uh, with the forty second pick. Jake went the Jarvis Landry. This was one of the guys that at the end of my day one recap, who I thought could, should have probably gone in the first, probably in round three or four. Um, now he goes from the number one option in Miami to probably the number two option in Cleveland behind Josh Gordon. But I, when I say that, I still think that jo- that Jarvis Landry is probably going to lead the team in targets. He's had, you know, exa- averaged exactly a hundred targets throughout the first four seasons of his career. Um, I think if, 
you know, it depends on how long Tyrod Taylor starts. I, I've always thought Tyrod Taylor was a guy who really didn't turn the ball over, but also played it safe a lot of the times, which I think could bode well for Jarvis Landry. Didn't really play with a prominent slot guy in Buffalo. So we'll see. But I think this is, uh, I, I don't think this is the worst landing spot for Jarvis Landry. I know some people are down on him. Um, because he's going to Cleveland, but even if Baker Mayfield steps in at some point during the season, um, I th- I think that that could be a good thing as well because a rookie coming in is going to rely on some sort short, safer routes. And Jarvis Landry is a guy who's always been relied upon to get open um, to make those plays in the middle of the field, but also has playmaking ability, um, shifty, quick, and and can make some plays in the open field as well. Mitchell went with Matt Stafford at 43. Basically, you know, Detroit has the same receiving core minus Eric Ebron this year. Now, I would have preferred Jimmy G, uh, Andrew Luck, or Cam in this spot, so I don't love the pick. Um, but when it comes to quarterback and, you, and you're, you 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 want to go out and, and kind of get your guy, I said this before, you, you can't knock that all the time. So I don't absolutely hate this because... Stafford has shown that he can put up the production. Um, I would have liked to seen them, you know, add a weapon. I know they have Kenny Galladay, the rookie from last year in his second year. Now um, they still have Marvin Jones. They still have Golden Tate. So we'll see how that Lions offense looks. I think that they need to improve in some areas. Obviously, they want to be a little bit more committed to running the ball. But I don't hate the pick. Just would have preferred a couple other quarterbacks in his place. Now, with the 44th pick, I've been ripping D a lot, but look, I really love the Jimmy G pick here. I think thought this was solid. He's my QB6. I think he's in line for a big year, and I don't think it's an overly difficult schedule. At 45, Tony went with Derrick Henry. Now, n- no more DeMarco Murray, so this is good. Uh, I like the value, and I like the opportunity. Now, the addition of Deion Lewis could affect his production a little bit, but at the end of the day, um, I think that they're, you know, Tennessee's a team that's always relied, or at least in the past few years, has relied heavily on the running game. I don't see that changing. And the the only bad thing that I see continuing with this offense is the fact that Mar- Marcus Mariota is their quarterback. I just don't think he's very good. I think he limits them. I know people are still kind of holding on to see, okay, can we finally get a breakout year from Marcus Mariota? I don't think it's coming, and I don't think you should count on it. With the 46 pick, I went with Josh Gordon. This was the top receiver left on my board. Uh, he's one of my breakout candidates because we've seen what he can do in the past. Now, I know there are the issues with the you know the off-the-field stuff, and he, if he gets in trouble again, it's going to be really concerning because it could be the end for him. But I'm hopeful that he can stay on the field, that he can stay out of trouble. And um, I think this is, you know, he's so talented that, if he stays on the field, if he stays healthy, if he stays, again, out of trouble, he should be in line for a good year, no matter who's at quarterback. But I do think that it is a matter of time before Baker Mayfield starts, and I think Baker Mayfield is a better option for Josh Gordon moving forward. Like I said before, I do think Jarvis Landry is going to get more targets in that offense, but Gordon is the big play, big play guy, and I like that a lot uh, out of my first receiver. 47th, uh, Corey went cam now with like, like I said, with a lot of quarterbacks, I mentioned this rounds one through four, um, a lot of quarterbacks were going kind of flying off the border or starting to fly off the board in the third round. And I think it's, I think it's a good pick. I, like I said, I would have taken him over Matt Stafford. So 
and again, he should benefit from from another year. You know, Christian McCaffrey having another year, I think that he gets a lot of opportunity out of the backfield. They added C.J. Anderson, so I think they're still committed to running the ball in between the tackles. And uh, the addition of D.J. Moore uh, drafted him in the first round, plus Greg Olson is returning on a new contract. So I think all of these things should add up for another solid year for Cam Newton in spite of you know the fact that they might try to limit his rush o- rushing opportunities a little bit more just to keep him healthy and uh, extend his career a little bit. Jonah went with Allen Robinson at 48. I thought this was the best pick of the fifth round. ADP was 24. I think Trubisky's going to really take a bigger step forward in the second season. They added a lot to the offense. Um, Anthony Miller, you know, they added Trey Burton. They added Taylor Gabriel. I think Jordan Howard's still a really good running back. Uh, I think that um, Tariq Cohen is going to get even more involved this year. So there's a lot of weapons for um, you know Trubisky, but I think Allen Robinson is that guy. I do think he's going to be the number one receiver, and I think he's going to have uh, a really solid bounce back year after the ACL injury. Roops went with uh, Travis Kelsey at 49. Again, I, I thought this was the second best pick of the fifth round. Maybe the best pick, honestly. You could you could honestly argue it. He probably shouldn't have fallen this far. I would have taken him over Gronk. Looking back at it, I almost I, I still prefer Ertz, but it's it's really close. And most people will probably have Travis Kelsey a little bit higher than their board uh, than Ertz. So he should be a top three three tight end for the next probably I would think three seasons, three to four seasons, possibly even. So. Again, he shouldn't miss a beat with Pat Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Should be just fine there. Uh, last pick of the fifth round, Steve ended up going Tom Brady. Now, um, I don't hate the fact that he went quarterback here, but I would have preferred preferred to pair Brady or Breeze. And that takes me to my next pick. So he went Brady, and then at the top of the sixth round went Breeze. I would have preferred to pair one of those guys with somebody like Andrew Luck instead of taking two guys that you know are towards the end of their career now. Look, Andrew Luck could play another three years, or I'm sorry, Drew Brees could play another three years, I think, and I think Tom Brady could play two. I don't see any more than that, so it's a little bit concerning that he has two aging quarterbacks on the roster, but you're going to get really great production over the next two years with these guys, at least that. Uh, Roops went Golden Tate at 52. I think he's about right where he should go here. And I'm projecting him for 88 catches, 1,031 yards, and six touchdowns this season. So should be another good year with Matt Stafford in the offense. I think he's only getting more comfortable. I believe he's been in Detroit now for three or four seasons. So, um, you know, I think this is a good pick. Top of the sixth round, right about where Tate should be going. Kenyon Drake at 53. I thought this was the one of the worst picks of the sixth round by Jonah. I know there's you know no more Damien Williams. To, they did add Frank Gore and uh, Balaj in the draft, um, but I would have preferred a bunch of other guys. I'd have preferred Nick Chubb. I'd have preferred Dion Lewis, Lamar Miller, Ronald Jones, Darius Geist. So I just don't think Kenyon Drake's a workhorse running back. And I think you know in the sixth round of a 24 team startup dynasty draft, I think you should be looking more for you know there's enough guys on the board here who are going to be first and second down running backs and potentially even three down backs. So I don't love the pick. Um, thought you could have went elsewhere. 
Now, Darius Geis at 54. Corey, I thought this was another really good pick. Pairs with David Johnson nicely. And, uh, you know, I, I think you actually got him a little bit lower than where he could have gone. I went Alshon Jeffrey at 55. Now, I'm happy where I got him. My running backs are stronger, I think. But I think I got I got, I got decent value for Gordon and Jeffrey both. Um, George, Gordon might have went a little bit higher than you know, some boards, but I also had him higher on my board. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with my one and two receivers. Uh, Tony went Demarius Thomas at 56. Now I thought this was a reach. He was constantly hurt last season and really didn't show that the ability to separate like in years past, he's going to be out of Denver after this season, both him and Sanders. I would just have, would rather have somebody like Sammy Watkins in this spot. Lamar Miller at 57 to Dwayne. Uh, look, I would have rather had LeBron Jones, Sony Michelle, or Nick Chubb here. Uh, don't love the pick, and I think Deontay Foreman's going to see more touches in Houston. Um, just again, I, I this was another running back who I, I thought you could have went elsewhere with this pick, especially since the fact I think Lamar Miller's had about a three point seven yards per carry average over his first few years in Houston. Just really hasn't shown the ability to be to have you know, the big playability, but also to be just consistently good. So don't love the pick. Uh, Mitchell went Jared Goff at 58. Look, again, with all the QBs flying off the board, I didn't think this was a bad pick. Now, I'm a little bit more down on Jared Goff this year. I just think that he had, I believe I saw the other day, he had one of the slowest release rates or one of, you know, getting the ball out of his hands from the time the ball is snapped. I think it was the worst in the NFL I think that the Rams offense got a little bit lucky at times last year. Now, that's not to say that Todd Gurley isn't, a, you know, a superstar. The guy's probably going to have another huge year. Uh, they did add some pieces to that offense, but I'm just not as high on Jared Goff. I think he takes, I, I think he comes back down to earth a little bit. Now, kind of looking at, you know, some of the other quarterbacks that were still on the board, you know, Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Mitch Trubisky, Mayfield, Prescott. Winston, you know, Mariota. I would have preferred Goff over guys like Winston and Mariota. Um, probably Prescott too. And probably, I, I don't know. I'm torn a little bit between him. I, I probably still would have taken Goff over Mayfield, but I think I would have preferred Matt Ryan. I think I would have preferred Andrew Luck. And I think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a sneaky good year and uh, is going to turn out to be, a, you know, a pretty good pick for the Bears. Um, Goff is probably the more safe option at this point just because of what we seen what we saw last year. So uh but again I, I probably would have taken Luck. I probably would have taken Ryan over him. At 59, Jake did go Andrew Luck and I thought this was a great pick. You look if he, his shoulders healthy he's going to be a top five quarterback. He's only turning 29 this season so you're getting him for a long time. I thought this was a good one. Hunter Henry to pad at 60. He has a look we know already that you know, towards ACL, he's going to be out for this year, which is a bummer. But the fact that you could put him on your IR squad, he should be back in a year and he should be healthy, ready to go full bore for 2019. Um, at which point, I don't think he loses any value. I think he's he's still a young guy. He's still going to have the opportunity to be a top five or six tight end. I think Philip Rivers plays probably a couple more seasons. So uh, look, I know it, it. it's obviously a bummer at the end of the day. You wouldn't have picked him here knowing you know what we know now but i think down the road hunter henry's still going to be a really good tight end in this league 
Okay, heading to the top of round seven. Pat, we're back at Pat now. So Pat went Sony Michelle. I thought this was another good pick. He's going to be in rotation with Burkhead, Rex Burkhead, and James White. But he should pick up a good bit of Dion Lewis's production, and he should fit really nicely in the Patriots offense. Jake went Evan Ingram at 62. He saw fewer than seven targets. I think it was twice all last season. So you know this guy's heavily used in the Giants office, offense as long as Eli is there. He's going to be good, and I think that you can be confident even after Eli's gone that he's going to be somebody that the Giants' new young quarterback is going to be able to lean on a lot. Now, the one thing that I did see you know, kind of come across with Ingram is he had six games last year where he got 50% or less of his targets. So there could be a little bit more consistency, but again, he was only a rookie. We know that rookie tight ends don't typically perform well in their first season. Nelson Aguilar at 63 to Mitchell. Uh, just a couple quick quick stats on Aguilar. Average four catches on six targets last season. Snap counts and targets were up after week 10 by last season. Uh, he's only 24 years old. Now, I would have rather had Calvin Ridley in this spot. Um, but I think that Aguilar has a has kind of a breakout season season this year. I really do. I think a full year with Carson Wentz under center in his third season will really help Aguilar. Um, Jeffrey is still going to get the bulk of the targets in the offense and, and Ertz as well. But I think that Aguilar could be a really nice, uh, really, really strong flex this year for you. Okay, moving on. 64, D went Mark Ingram. Now we know that he has his first game suspension, but I actually like that you got him in the seventh round. I thought this was good. After he comes back, he should be effective. I would have rather had Rashad Penny in this spot. It's close. The fact that Ingram's 28 years old, almost 1,200 carries, over 200 receptions. So he doesn't have quite the same workload as somebody like Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, who has way more carries in a little bit less in, you know, really five seasons. But, you know, I, I would have, again, I would have just rather had Rashad Penny in this spot. But again, it's it's not a huge, uh, I, I still like that you were able to get him where you got him. Tony did go Rashad Penny at 65. He's going to have the opportunity to be the lead back at 18, 20 touches a game, which is great. You know, Rawls to the Jets and Lacey's a free agent this year. Um, Just a quick look back at his college career, 23 rushing touchdowns as a senior. He only had 42 receptions in basically three years. So he's, we know he's not going to catch the ball out of the backfield, but we I, I love the nose for the end zone. And I love the fact that he knows what it takes to be a workhorse running back, um, you know, on those early downs. So that's exactly what he's going to be in Seattle. I think he really, I think he fits pretty well in that system too. Now, Proces and McKissick are going to handle the pass catching duties. Like I mentioned, we don't need to worry about that. Chris Carson will fill in as well. Um, but I think this is definitely Rashad Penny's job to lose. They're not going to waste a first round pick on a running back to let him ride the pine you know, and not give him every opportunity in the world from the start. I went Patrick Mahomes at 66. I love having Carson Wentz and Patrick Mahomes. I just love that combination. I'm really high on Mahomes. I hope that Andy Reid can get the best out of him. I think he will. And I was really happy to take him over guys like, you know, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Dak Prescott. Now, I did struggle a little bit between him and Derek Carr. 
you could go either way. I could I could certainly understand if you would prefer Derek Carr. He's because he's still young. He's still, I believe, twenty seven. We've seen what he's he can do in the NFL despite the little bit of a regression last year. But I just really love the upside of Mahomes. Devin Funches to Corey at sixty seventh, his fourth fourth full season. He's still only twenty four years old. He had his coming out party last year, 63 catches, 840 yards, eight touchdowns, full season without Kelvin Benjamin this year. Now the Panthers did add Torrey Smith, DJ Moore, and Jarius Wright, but I think that this is another really good season with Cam Newton under center for Funchess. I think he could be a guy who, you know, potentially could get a thousand yards, but I think where you're going to live and die with him more than likely is the touchdowns. So you're just hoping that he can, can can continue to get a lot of red zone work, and uh, if he can be in that eight eight to nine hundred range, you know, with sixty five to seventy catches and maybe even double digit touchdowns, a big body receiver like that, that would be a strong number two receiver for you that you just snagged in, you know, the seventh round. So a good pick from Corey, and uh, really like it. Jonah went Philip Rivers. At 68, he gets so he gets Deshaun Watson, the young guy with Philip Rivers. I would have rather had Matt Ryan or Derek Carr here. Not the worst pick, but I, I don't prefer it because again, Philip Rivers might only play, you know, who knows, maybe one more year, two years, three tops, maybe. So I uh, would have rather went with the younger guy at this spot. And then that leads me to Matt Ryan. He went to Roops at 69. I would have preferred Derek Carr here, but it's not a reach by any means. The one thing I did notice about Dave, I thought this was interesting. He was the first QB QB he took, you know, the last owner to take a QB. So um, end of round seven, that's our last owner to end up taking or selecting a, a quarterback. Last pick of the seventh round, Steve went with uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Now, again, Steve kind of sticking with the old man theme here, going with another guy, 34 years old. He's on a one-year deal. Um you know, I think he still has a really decent chance to catch 100 balls this year with Sam Bradford. But, you know, Christian Kirk's going to take over, probably sit behind Fitzgerald, learn some things from him, him in the slot for a year or two. But uh, they're going to turn kind of the keys over to Kirk to be their slot guy, I would imagine, within the next, you know, one to two years if Fitzy decides to hang it up after this year. So I thought you could have got Fitzgerald probably a couple rounds later because this is because of the dynasty format. Um, you know, but the Cardinals really, the reason I say that I, I, I still think Fitzy has a really good chance to catch a hundred passes this year, you know, no Jerron Brown, no more Jerron Brown. All they have is JJ Nelson, you know, Christian Kirk, Bryce Butler, Larry Fitzgerald. So, you know, Fitzy's going to be a focal point in that offense outside of David Johnson. Okay. Moving on to our last round here. Um, at the top of the eighth round, Steve, with the 71st pick, took Royce Freeman. I think he has a really legit chance to beat out DeMonte Booker for the early down work. Now, I know they're listing Booker, the Broncos, that is, as their number one running back right now, but I don't think that's going to stay the same. I think that for, they're going to realize that, you know, Freeman, I think he's listed about six foot 230, is going to be the early down guy I think he you know Booker was very underwhelming last year when he had the opportunity he was hurt last year but when he when he had the opportunity he just did not live up to expectations really he's already been in the league two years 
I don't see him being a long-term solution for the Broncos. I think Freeman has the better chance. Okay, uh, 72nd pick, Roops went with Alex Collins. I really, really like this pick. One of my favorite picks of the eighth round. I think he's a really strong pick to go along with his first two running backs, Alvin Kamara and, and Devontae Freeman. He should get continue to get all of the early down work out of the Ravens' backfield. Uh, 4.6 yards per carry and six touchdowns on 212 attempts in 2017. He only, the one thing I, I noticed, he only had five carries inside the five yard line last year. The Ravens had the fourth most red zone opportunities. So if they can continue to get a lot of red zone opportunities, I would love to see them lean a little bit more on Alex Collins inside the five yard line, inside the 10 yard line. And hopefully he can get a few more touchdowns this year. I, I think I would bet that he's actually going to get more touchdowns this year, but I love the yards per carry. I think he's a pr- really effective runner in between the tackles. Uh, Jonah went Jimmy Graham at 73. I don't love this pick because he's 31 years old in an offense who's never had a successful tight end. Jermichael Finley, Andrew Corliss, Richard Rogers, Martellus Bennett. None of those guys have been, you know, great. Now, none of those guys have the talent that Jimmy Graham does. But again, at 31 years old, how much more are you going to get out of him? I think he's on definitely on the decline. I would have rather had Jordan Reed or David Njoku in this spot. Dak Prescott to Corey at 74. He already had four receivers and two QBs, two running backs, I'm sorry, at this point. So he pairs nicely with Cam. I would have rather had Derek Carr, but I don't necessarily dislike the pick either. Ronald Jones, I ended up selecting him with uh, my eighth round pick. I just love the opportunity that he has in the Tampa Bay offense. I think he has an opportunity to have a huge role, um, and I think... I know he has some flaws in his game. I don't know if he's going to be a three down back by any means, but I think he brings a lot of big playability, the ability to really, um, you know, have some explosion plays, big splash plays. And I really like that. I I like where I got him. And um, even if he's a stash this year for me, I think he has some good opportunity down the line. Derek Carter, Tony at 74 fell right into his lap. Um, Good pick. No, not really a whole lot to say here. Tony got his guy in Derek Carr. He got him in a really good spot. I think he has a bounce back here. I don't I don't know if if he's going to be consistently as good as he was 2 years ago, but I definitely don't think Derek Carr is what he was last year either. You know, he was hurt a good portion of at least the middle part of the season. I think he has a good bounce back year this season the additions of now, I know Jordy Nelson's getting older, but the addition of Marv Tavis Bryant should help a bit. Another year with Amari Cooper, who can hopefully have a bounce back year as well. Uh, I just think it's going to be a good season for Carr, and I think he's going to rebound nicely you know, in the years to come as well. Michael Crabtree at 77 to Dwayne. Now, he's going to turn 31 this season. He did sign a three-year deal. He has the opportunity to become the Ravens' num- number one receiver. The one question that I have, if Flacco struggles, when does Lamar Jackson come in? Because I think if, if even with his contract situation, if Joe Flacco continues to struggle, you know they're going to be calling for Lamar Jackson to to come in and and relieve him because we because he let's face it, Joe Flacco struggled for a lot of years since that 2011 or 2012. I can't remember one of those two years that that Super Bowl run. Okay, Jamal Williams to Mitchell at 78. I think this is a really good pick. I think Williams has an opportunity to be 
the early down workhorse for the Packers. He should enter the season as a starter. Now, I don't think Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery are far behind, and Ty Montgomery kind of has his own role anyway. Um, but look, he had at least 15 carries. Williams, that is, had at least 15 carries in seven of the last eight games last season. So they showed that, and that was even after Aaron Jones came back from injury, I think they showed that they found something with Williams. I could definitely see that continuing into this year. Jameis Winston to Jake at 79. Now, I don't love Winston a ton. I think that he's probably never going to live up to his, you know, number two uh, draft status or number one draft status, whatever it was. I know him and Mariota are one and two. Um, but I, I think where you got him, Jake, is good value. He enters his fourth season with a lot on the line. And honestly, I think this is the most interesting QB pairing of all the owners. Andrew Luck and Jameis Winston, two guys that have a lot to prove for different reasons. But if they both hit, they could be good options, not only now in the dynasty format, but down the road as well. You're going to have both guys for a long time if they can stay on the field, if they can be productive. Okay, looking at the last pick of the eighth round, wrapping this thing up, Tevin Coleman to Pat at number 80. Again, I thought this was really good value where we got him. A lot of these guys who went in the eighth round, I thought were good value picks. Tevin Coleman, no exception. The biggest thing that I thought you know, that that's going to interest me with, with Tevin Coleman is where does he end up next season? Because I don't think he's going to be in Atlanta. He's going to be a free agent and he could have the opportunity to, to have a lead back role. You know, he's only 25 years old. He only has 360 plus career carries. So if you're, you know, when you're looking at your dynasty draft, when it comes up, just keep an eye on where you, you can get Tevin Coleman and just keep in mind that he's not going to be in Atlanta next year. So where does he end up? And and consider the fact that he could have the opportunity to get a lot of early down work and be a lead back. Okay, so that wraps up the first eight rounds. Uh, a couple takeaways that I had, particularly from rounds five through eight, a lot of quarterbacks off the board. We had 13 altogether go off the board um, rounds five through eight. It's a lot. So Pat and Dave were the only two owners who haven't selected two QBs through the first eight rounds. The other thing I noticed is, Rookie running backs are getting a lot five altogether through or five altogether in rounds five through eight. So, uh, you know, I, I thought that was definitely an interesting little, you know, tidbit that, that we've we've gotten a lot of love from the rookie running backs. Um, just some numbers breakdowns here through the first eight rounds. We had 18 quarterbacks, 29 running backs, 27 wide receivers and only six tight ends uh, through the first eight rounds of the draft. Let's uh, let's dish out some grades here for our guys. So um, with the first, you know, looking at Pat's picks five through eight, uh, he went Jay Jai, Hunter Henry, Sony Michelle, and Tevin Coleman. Now, I'm going to disregard the Hunter Henry, um, you know, the, the actual Hunter Henry injury for right now and just kind of look at this pre-injury. Now, I know that you're probably like, well, that doesn't really matter, but I want to give him a fair grade on kind of where where he was before we knew he was even injured. So um, I'm going to give Pat a B on this. Again, I don't. I'm I'm just not a big Ajayi fan, but I thought you got really good value for Sony Michelle. I thought you got really good value for Tevin Coleman, and you probably would have you, you would have gotten good value for Hunter Henry. So I'm going to give you a, 
a really solid B on this pad. I thought this was, you had a good, much like your first four rounds, I thought you had a good five through eight day as well. Jake's picks in rounds five through eight, Jarvis Landry, Andrew Luck, Evan Ingram, Jameis Winston. This was one of my favorite four rounds of any owner. Jarvis Landry, Andrew Luck, Evan Ingram, Jameis Winston. I'm going to give that a B plus. Loved where you got Landry. Loved where you got Luck. Ingram is probably going to be a good tight end for a lot of years to come if he can get a little bit more consistent. And Jameis Winston's another guy who, again, I don't love. I don't love that pick, but the where you got him, the value that you got him at, I think that warrants a B plus. Okay, Mitch. Uh, Mitch went Stafford, Goff, Aguilar, and um, and Williams. Jamal Williams. I, I'm, I'm I don't love these four guys to be honest with you. Just for some of the reasons I stated earlier, I don't love the Stafford pick because I thought there were better quarterbacks on the board. Same with Goff. I thought there were better quarterbacks on the board. I think Aguilar has a better season, but I think there were better receivers you could have taken there as well. And the Jamal Williams pick was good value. But overall, I'm going to give you a C for these four picks. Uh, Dwayne went, now I really ragged D the first four rounds for his picks. I thought he had a couple really bad picks, but I thought he made up for it a little bit in rounds five through eight. Went Jimmy Garoppolo, who I liked. Um, Went Lamar Miller. That was one of his four picks that I didn't like, but I do like where you got Mark Ingram. And I thought Crabtree's, again, I think he has a good chance to be the number one receiver in Baltimore for maybe a few seasons. So, you know, possibly two seasons, maybe even three. Um, We saw what Steve Smith there did even late in his career. I could see Michael Crabtree doing a little bit of the same. I'll give you a B minus on that. Tony with Derrick Henry, Demaryius Thomas, uh, Rashad Penny, Derek Carr. Also going to give this a B minus. I thought Derrick Henry was a good pick, not a great pick. Uh, Demarius was probably your worst pick of those four, first four rounds. I like where you got Rashad Penny because of the opportunity, and I love, love where you got Derek Carr. Just mostly based on the reason I say I love where you, where you got Derek Carr is because, again, a lot of these quarterbacks flew off the board, and I thought that you got him. Um, he kind of fell into your lap, and you, and you had to take him where you got him. Of my four picks, I went Josh Gordon, Alshon Jeffrey, Pat Mahomes, and Ronald Jones. I'm happy with all four picks here. I'm hoping that Ronald Jones's, you know, so-called deficiencies or, you know, the things that people are saying about him as a consistent running back. You know, I, I hope those things aren't completely true because I think he does have a lot of big playability. And I'm hoping that that pick, you know, I, I'm rewarded with that pick. Maybe not this season, but down the road. Okay, Corey with uh, Cam Newton, Darius Geis, Devin Funches, Dak Prescott. I'm going to give this a B as well. I liked where you got Cam. I liked where you got Guy. So I, I like the Funches pick. I don't love Dak. I thought you could have went Derek Carr there, but I, I I thought that was maybe your worst pick overall. Just because I'm not high on Dak, I I don't think I I don't think he's going to be a great fantasy quarterback. But at the end of the day, I think this is a pretty good you know foursome here, and I'll give you a B. Jonah with uh, Allen Robinson, Kenyon Drake, Philip Rivers, um, and Jimmy Graham. Again, I, I kind of went through 
these pick when I or when I went through these picks the first time, I I kind of you know said I, I don't love the Kenyon Drake pick. I don't love Philip Rivers. I don't love Jimmy Graham. I'm going to give this a C. I do really like the Allen Robinson pick. Roops went uh, Travis Kelsey, Golden Tate, Matt Ryan, Alex Collins. I love this. This was actually my favorite four guys, favorite you know owner picks of rounds five through eight. You know, I love where you got Travis Kelsey. Golden Tate is a good pick where you got him. Matt Ryan was good, pretty good value where you got him based on how many quarterbacks were off the board. And Alex Collins, I thought, might have been your best value pick, um, you know, of rounds five through eight. And then to wrap this up, you know, Steve had uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, Fitzy, and Royce Freeman. So Steve's sticking kind of with that old man, um, you know, lineup. He's got a lot of older guys. You know, Brady and Breeze, again, I like I said, I would have paired one of those guys with Andrew Luck, in my opinion. I don't love the Fitzy pick because, look, he's only probably going to play one more season. And uh, Royce Freeman was your best pick of rounds five through eight. I think he has a really, really good chance to be the Denver lead back this season. So I'm going to give you a C for your four guys, Steve. Again, those first three picks, just not, uh, wasn't a huge fan of it, of probably at least two of them. And then, so moving back to the uh, the trivia question, we're gonna we're done with all the picks today. That's pretty much all I have for analysis and and draft grades and a wrap up rounds five through eight. I'm gonna take you through the rest of our picks, but we're gonna do it a little bit differently on our next podcast. Uh, not gonna go round by round since it's gonna probably get a little bit more mundane with all of you know with the later round guys. Not quite as exciting, but I wanted to do this format for our first eight rounds. Um, we're going to try to think of something a little bit more creative, a little bit different for the final 16 rounds to give you guys, again, I want to give everybody an idea of, of, you know, dynasty drafts, you know, where you can get some of these guys, where a lot of the other, there's a lot more rookies to be had really intriguing rookies that that too, that you can get in the later rounds. I want to be able to provide everybody with, um, you know, hopefully some help on that. So back to the trivia question that I started the show off with. Which team had the fewest red zone opportunities in 2017? The Oakland Raiders had the least amount of the fewest red zone opportunities in 2017. Four fewer than the next team, the Chicago Bears. Only They were only one of three teams under 100 red zone opportunities. I thought that was crazy. A team that two years ago had so much success throwing the football. I think that they get back to that a little bit this year. I, I really think that, like I said earlier, I think Derek Carr has a bounce back season. I think that some of the weapons that they added, though Jordy Nelson is is definitely getting older, has probably lost a step. I think you still, you know, defenses are still going to have to respect him. I think Martavis Bryant gives that offense the opportunity to kind of take the top off of a defense. And um, I still think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. So I I think overall the Raiders offense is going to have, you know, again, a bounce back season, a little bit of a resurgence here. That's all I have for you guys today. So again, you know, thanks for for listening to the podcast. You can follow us at Pad the Stats. Listen to us on SoundCloud. I'll hopefully have this podcast up later this morning or early afternoon. If you have any questions, don't feel you know feel free to hit us up at Pad the Stats. Like I said, um, and we'll have a podcast again here soon. Like I said, for the rest of our rounds of our dynasty draft. If you have any, you know dynasty specific questions that's kind of what time of the year we're in right now 
but anything else as well. It doesn't matter if it's redraft, um, if it's daily fantasy. Would love to hear your questions. Would love to help you out a little bit. So with that, I'm signing off for today, everybody, and uh, have a good one. Bye-bye.